Welcome to Art Journal with the Moon, a podcast about learning how to practice magic, tend to the soul, and do your deep emotional healing with your art journal and the moon hosted by Dana DuPont. In this podcast, I share with you the comings and goings of the moon in the week ahead, my suggestions for aligning with her energy in a creative way, and my tips and tricks for art journaling with the moon. Here, we explore lunar cycles, seasonal shifts, and art journaling to find our way back to the grounding rhythms of the natural world, to step into our power, and to access our own inner magic. The moon is our companion, and the seasons our muse, guiding us to create, reflect, and grow through the colorful pages of our art journals. So come, gather round, and let's weave magic, art, and healing into your daily life. Hello, my creative friends. This is a summary of the moon's energy for the week of October 30th to November 5th. The sun moved into this sign of Scorpio last week, and the moon is now reflecting light from the sun that's in Scorpio. So getting a feel for what Scorpio season means to you, I think, is an important thing to consider as we are journal with the moon over the next month. Scorpio season is usually all kinds of wonderful for me. I host a family gathering during this time of the year, and this year was no exception. My son and his girlfriend and my brothers and my parents and my niece and nephew joined Lewis and I around the table to honor our ancestors and eat a feast that was fit for the kings and queens we are. I love sitting around the table with family at a time of the year where magic feels like little sparks of light floating around us. There are drawbacks to being highly sensitive, but the ability to sense and feel magic in the air, hang out in liminal space, and connect with loved ones who've crossed over is the sweetness that makes it all worthwhile. Last week on my Instagram and TikTok and Facebook accounts, I shared stories about my encounters with angels, ghosts, and my loved ones who've crossed over. I'm actually sharing my most profound and riveting story on Halloween, so you might want to check my accounts out this week for that. It wasn't easy to post these stories, I'm not going to lie. It's the kind of sharing that can elicit judgment and hate. Stories about unseen realms, mysticism, and the occult are still pretty dismissed or demonized in my culture. But Scorpio season feels like a time in the year where all things mystic and magic are more easily embraced, or at least a time where I feel brave enough to share my stories of woo and wonder. In the Northern Hemisphere, Scorpio season occurs during autumn. This natural transition mirrors the ancient mythological theme of the sun's descent into the underworld. Scorpio season, with its introspective and mysterious energy, can be seen as symbolic of this journey to the underworld. In ancient mythology, the underworld wasn't just a place of darkness and death, It was also a realm of deep wisdom, transformation, and rebirth. Many myths, like the Greek goddess Persephone, tell tales of deities and heroes descending into the underworld. These descents were often perilous, requiring confrontations with shadows and fears. They were also journeys of discovery and personal growth. Upon emerging from the underworld, the deities and heroes often transformed, having gained new insights or powers. So I'm curious, what new insights and powers do you want to receive during Scorpio season? When the sun dives into the underworld during Scorpio season and autumn, 
It invites us to embark on our own inner journeys. We're encouraged to face our inner shadows, to dive deep into our emotions, and to seek out the hidden truths within ourselves. Just as the trees shed their leaves in preparation for the winter, we too can shed old habits, beliefs, or situations that no longer serve us. And, as the ancient myths suggest, by bravely diving into our own inner underworld, we have the opportunity for profound transformation and renewal. Even Western popular culture has a discernible shift towards embracing the mystical, the magical, and the mysterious during the Scorpio season, especially as it overlaps the autumn months. There's Halloween, of course, which has roots in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, a time when it was believed the veil between our world and the spirit world was thinnest. There's an uptick in the airing of horror-themed movies and on television. Books, especially those in the fantasy and paranormal genres, see increased attention. Ghost stories and tales of the unknown are popular at this time of year. Even those who might not consider themselves spiritual are drawn to practices like tarot reading, meditation, or attending events that promise a glimpse into the unknown. In essence, the Scorpio energy combined with long-standing cultural traditions makes the embrace of the mystical and magical themes in my culture more pronounced and widespread at this time of the year. In your art journal, you can use this season to connect with your ancestors, embrace transformation, face and integrate your shadows and insecurities, explore what rising from the ashes of your past and starting anew means to you, do some scrying and divination work, celebrate Samhain and Witcher's New Year, commune with your spirit allies and cast some protective spells and rituals. When the moon reflects light from the Scorpio sun, it amplifies the emotional and intuitive energy of this sign. Where does Scorpio land on your astrological birth chart? This can point to the areas of your life where depth, intensity, and transformation happen. In Scorpio season, season, hidden feelings might come to the surface because it's a time of emotional clarity, even if those emotions are intense. Your intuitive abilities are heightened, making a good time for psychic work, divination, and deep self-reflection. It's also a time you might long for deep, transformative connections with others. You can see why I use this time of the year to plan and vision for success in the coming one. As the days grow shorter and nature starts to retreat in preparation for winter, Scorpio's energy invites us to turn inward, delve into our deepest desires, and uncover our most authentic intentions. It's a season known for its connection to the mysteries of life, death, and rebirth, which makes it a perfect time to reflect on what needs to end or transform in our lives to make way for new beginnings. Planning and vision during Scorpio season takes on a magical quality. With Scorpio's affinity for deep emotional and psychic exploration, we can tap into our intuition, dreams, and subconscious mind more readily. This allows us to envision our future in alignment with our truest self. Instead of just making surface level plans, Scorpio season encourages us to dream big, to align our goals with our deepest passions, and to set intentions that truly resonate with our soul's purpose. Furthermore, Scorpio's transformative energy supports the shedding of old habits, beliefs, or situations that no longer serve us. 
By letting go, we create space for what we truly want to manifest. As we prepare for the year ahead, Scorpio season offers a potent window to not only set our sights on our dreams, but to also engage in rituals, meditations, and practices that infuse our plans with magic, intention, and depth. So I'm going to share my suggestions for our journaling with the moon this week, starting with Monday. So on Monday, the moon is still in the full moon phase. It's also moving from Taurus to Gemini and having a happy relationship with Pluto and Neptune, but a tense relationship with Saturn. The moon is the queen of the night. She wants to illuminate the darkness, bring about change, be a mirror to reflect us back to ourselves and awaken our receptive and intuitive powers. She represents your body and emotions and reminds you that life is an ever-changing cycle of birth, death, decay, and rebirth. She wants to bring kindness, nurturing, novelty, and adaptability. She also wants to improve your relationship with your emotions, your body, and your intuition. Pluto wants to illuminate what's hidden in your subconscious realm to help you transform. It can bring endings, new beginnings, deep spiritual growth and rebirth. With Pluto's energy influencing us, it's helpful to face your shadows and your inner darkness. And hopefully you can do that with compassion. With this happy relationship Pluto is having with the moon, expect your sensitivities to deepen, your creative gifts to flourish, your imagination to be expanded, and your intuition to be open and receptive. Communication with the realms of spirit and your ancestors is easier in this energy, especially at this time of the year. It's a good time to clear ancestral beliefs that no longer serve you and to express gratitude to your spirit guides and angels for all the support you receive, seen and unseen. In your art journal, draw, paint or collage an image that represents a belief from your ancestors you are carrying that it's time to release or transform. On Tuesday, it's solid. The moon is in the full moon phase and in the sign of Gemini. In ancient astrology, the moon in Gemini carries connection to Mercury, that fleet-footed messenger of the gods. Mercury had the ability to move between the worlds, from the realms of the divine, to the earth, and even to the underworld. This made Mercury a bridge, a communicator between gods and humans, as well as between the living and the spirits of the departed. When the moon, symbolizing our emotions and intuition, is in Gemini, it illuminates this mercurial theme of communication and connection across realms. Perfect moon for Solon. Emotionally, the moon in Gemini stirs a heightened desire to communicate, not just with the living, but also with the unseen, our spirit allies and ancestors. Spiritually, this is a good time to act as your own messenger, seeking guidance from your ancestors, those who have gone before you, or spiritual allies that guide you. The energy is right for messages to flow more easily, for intuitions to be sharper, and for us to be more attuned to signs or symbols that your spirit allies might offer. To harness this energy in your art journal, consider creating a dedicated space or page for a communication with the unseen. Start by setting an intention to connect with a specific ancestor or a spirit ally. Use imagery what reminds you of them or symbols associated with Mercury. Write down questions you'd like answers to or simply allow your hand to move freely, channeling any messages that might come through. Let your art journal act as a sacred space 
where you and the ethereal can meet, communicate, and exchange wisdom. Remember, this is a personal journey, and whatever emergence on the page is meant for you. Let the moon and Gemini inspire you to bridge the worlds and find clarity through connection. So on Tuesday, in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents a conversation between you and your ancestors or your spirit ally. On Wednesday, the disseminating moon moves into the sign of Cancer. It is also having a tense relationship with Venus and Neptune and a happy relationship with Saturn. It is also void, of course, for most of the day in the mountain time zone. This sometimes happens when the moon is moving from one zodiac sign to another or when it's not making any aspects with other planets. I think of it as though the moon is just hanging around alone in the in-between space, no longer where it was, but not yet where it will be. It's as if our celestial guide takes a brief pause, suspending its influence and opening a unique will window of stillness and introspection. Embrace this pause, take a step back and reflect. This period is not about making significant decisions or initiating new projects. Rather, it's a time for taking stock, for going inward, and for focusing on self-care and inner peace. When the moon is void, of course, it's a good time to engage in activities that nurture your emotional well-being. This is also an opportune time for self-reflection and introspection, allowing us to connect more deeply with our inner selves. On the flip side, it's best to avoid initiating new projects when the moon is void, of course, or making important decisions or embarking on significant endeavors. Energy of the void, of course, moon is not conducive really to starting new things. Rather, it supports wrapping up loose ends and investing in self-care. So consider reflecting on these questions in your art journal during a void of course moon. What areas of my life require my attention, but I've been neglecting? How can I better care for my emotional well-being? What loose ends do I need to tie up before moving forward? The Void of Course Moon invites us to embrace the pause, to indulge in introspection, and to nurture our emotional health. It's a gentle reminder from the cosmos that in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, taking care of yourself for stillness and self-care is not only beneficial, it's essential. So on Wednesday, in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents an area of your life that you've been neglecting that you now want to direct some loving attention towards. On Thursday, the disseminating moon moves into the sign of Cancer. It's having a happy relationship with Mars and the Sun and Jupiter. Jupiter wants to bring harmony, well-being, kindness, justice, abundance, growth, expansion, good luck, and balance to your life. And the moon is supporting Jupiter's desire to do this today. Together, the moon and Jupiter are shining more peace into our lives. They're helping us feel open-hearted and generous. They're supporting us in focusing on what connects us to each other and what brings us together. It's energy that helps us feel calm and safe and willing to see and receive the goodness other people want to share with us. It's energy that reminds us what's good in our lives. So one of the best ways to work with this energy is to drop into your heart and choose something in your life you feel grateful for. Choose that one thing 
then focus on it for a moment until you notice a calming or an opening or a small shift in your heart center. On Thursday in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents something in your life you feel grateful for. On Friday, the disseminating moon is in the sign of Cancer and it's having a lot of relationship with other planets. It's having a happy relationship with Neptune and Venus and Uranus and Mercury. And it's having an opposing relationship with Pluto. The disseminating phase is when the moon is just starting to become smaller. It's a time to rest, relax, rejuvenate, move inward, and focus on the self. It's not really a time for starting new things. It's about reflecting. It's also a good time to share the wisdom and knowledge you've harvested. There's a generosity or a giving back quality to the waning phases of the moon. We're taking note of the bounty we received as the moon was growing in power and feeling grateful and wanting to share what we learned and received with the people we love and care about or with greater community we feel connected to. There's also a releasing and letting go that happens in the waning phases. It's a good time to look back on everything that has happened since the new moon and reflect on the abundance you received during the full moon. What were your intentions during the new moon? Did they manifest in your life yet? If they didn't, did you witness any shoots starting to grow in the directions of your dreams? Think of the disseminating moon like the beginning of a great, satisfying exhale. Reflect on what you need to release or let go, or who it is time to forgive, including yourself, in order to support your new moon intentions manifesting solidly and confidently in your life. So on Friday in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents an offering to your spirit allies, your ancestors, or the earth. On Saturday, the disseminating moon is in the sign of Leo, and it's having a happy relationship, uh, sorry, a tense relationship with Jupiter. Jupiter is one of the more brilliant planets in the sky, only surpassed by Venus. Jupiter brings radiance and luminosity, as well as harmony, well-being, and kindness. It promotes justice, law, forgiveness, and moderation. Jupiter is like considered a great greater benefic because it's beneficial to life. It brings abundance, growth, and balance. It's also a symbol of honor, generosity, and charity. And it likes to help you expand or grow. The tension created by this square between the moon and Jupiter can give you inspiration, motivation, and joy. It's good energy to be in to stretch yourself, take a risk or a leap of faith, trust your intuition, and push yourself toward the direction you most want to go. Because of the tension, though, it can also bring mood swings or overconfidence or impulsivity. And emotionally react into situations instead of taking the time to respond properly. So let's use this energy in a supportive way by visualizing what it looks and feels like to stretch yourself and grow in the directions of your dreams. What goal or dream have you been focused on achieving lately? In order to manifest that goal or dream, what will be required from you? How will you need to grow or change to manifest this new reality in your life? On Saturday in your art journal, draw, paint, or collage an image that represents how you want to grow or change 
in order to support your dreams or goals. On Sunday, the last quarter moon is in the sign of Leo and it's having a tense relationship with Mars and Uranus. Mars is associated with the element of fire. It's the planet of action and courage. Sometimes it's excessively hot nature and aggravates the collective energy and we react with impulse or speak before we think or allow our anger to express itself in more aggressive ways than we want it to. Mars does not submit to others and likes to lead with purpose and take action. The tension created by the square between the moon and Mars can cause you to feel impatient, short-tempered, and blunt or harsh. It can also cause you to project your pain onto other people. If someone triggers you emotionally today, it might be helpful to get curious, look within, and explore something deeper that is at play. Instead of reacting or saying something you don't really mean, or directing your emotions to someone that isn't actually at the root of the problem, it's a great day to instead address the inner wound or meet the unmet emotional need that is surfacing through the other person's behaviors. So on Sunday, in your art journal, draw, paint, or create a collage of images that represents an unmet emotional need you carry that affects one of the relationships in your life. I hope you enjoy art journaling with the moon this week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to read about the weekly moon updates and daily art journal with the moon prompts I share here and enjoy the visual map of the moon's comings and goings I create every week, check out my blog at danadepont.com forward slash blog. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. If you know a creative spirit who would love this episode, please share with them so they can art journal with the moon alongside us. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you could be so kind as to leave a review on your podcast app, it doesn't take much time, but it helps me grow and improves accessibility to other listeners. Plus, my heart does a little hefty loop de loop when I receive a little support and love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.